Blog Talk Radio. This is George Gamond. It's Monday, and welcome to the show. So how's everyone today? Did you have a good weekend? How was your weekend? Did you have some fun? Well, today's show is really about that kind of theme of having fun or feeling good. And I'll get into my story about what kind of brought this on, but then before I even do that, you know, I was looking for information to talk about feeling better, you know, emotionally, feeling joy, love, appreciation, and some articles on that, how to achieve a greater level of that. And then, uh, before I do that, let me give you a quote from the Abraham material, because I, I found this quote, and I'm going, wait a minute, that's so appropriate, appropriate for what we're doing today, what I'm going to talk about. So I'll do this. It's from a workshop in Albuquerque, New Mexico, on May 9th, 1999. Wow. What's that? 1999, that's, what, 18 years ago? 19 years ago? This is 28? Yeah, almost 19 years ago. Wow. Time goes by quickly when you're having fun. So here's the quote. Milk every moment for all the pleasure you can get from it. When you say, it is my dominant intent to look for things that feel good today, no matter what I'm go- where I'm going, no matter what I'm doing, no matter what I'm, who I am doing it with, it is my dominant intent to, fee- to look for what I'm wanting to see, to look for things that feel good. But the more you develop the habit of that kind of vibration, the more the universe understands that that's what, that's what you are. And so the more you will have access to all those kinds of things. It's an interesting quote, and you think about it for a moment. I get some articles into it, a little bit more about it. But the more you feel good, the more the universe rewards you or brings you things to feel good about. So if your intent is to feel good, to enjoy life, to experience joy, to raise your vibration to love, joy, appreciation, all that good stuff, if the more your intent is to be that, and the more you focus on that, the more the universe, God's source, whatever word you use, will bring you more of that. So that's my thought today, of feeling good. Whatever you're doing, you know, Always revert back to looking for the good, looking for things to feel good about. Now, what another thing that brought this on? I was having a discussion with a lady yesterday, and she's going to a workshop, and she goes to workshops all, all the time. And I'm not going to get into all the, the details of the types of workshops, but there's they're very deeply introspective, and they're very deeply into how do you feel? What do you feel about this? Getting to your pain, getting to your feelings, getting to your emotions. Now, and I'm being overly critical of that, and I think if if that works for you, that's fantastic. That's amazing that if you can do that. But the thought from spirit – well, let me have spirit comment on that because I'm just going to let my spirit guides talk to you about that concept. Now, I want to take your calls if you have anything you want to talk about, if you want to talk to an ancestor, if you want to review a past life, if you have questions for your ancestors, you know, the, your non-physical relatives – 
we can do that. So I'm just, but in you know, just so that I have a topic to talk about, just in case you don't want to call in, get a message from ancestors. You know, I I believe that your ancestors have as much wisdom and knowledge for you that than anywhere else in any other source because they're close to you. They feel your vibration. You know, your grandmother, your great grandmother, your uncle that passed a few years ago. You know, your whatever, whoever it is that is have some kind of relationship with you is really interested in you and interested in achieving your goals and who you are. So they have great advice for you, and that's that's why I love to pass on. So if you want a message from one of those, or if you want to review one of your past lives, that's cool. That's good. We can do that. So, but in the meantime, before you call in and before you discuss that, I'm very open to that. But to give you messages from those who have, you know, in the non-physical world that are part of your family, or friends, or famous people, you know, maybe you want a message from Jesus. I don't know. Let's let's see. Okay, but let me get into this whole thing, what spirit guides have to say about this topic, about feeling good, and, and dealing with your emotions and getting into these workshops and one-on-one, uh, getting in touch with your emotions. And, and, and in some cases, and that discussion with my friend was more about getting in touch with the pain and dealing with the pain or get, getting – now, I know there are a lot of therapeutic – procedures that a touch into that pain sort of thing what's bothering you where's your pain where's your pain coming from but as i'm talking about today i'm talking about feeling good and and and, and getting to this place of feeling good but let me have my spirit guides talk to you about this because uh, after the conversation last night i'm thinking oh, you know what i'm not too sure about that one uh, doesn't feel good to me <laughs> and so I come from a different perspective. I come from this perspective of feeling good. I come from the perspective of if you have issues, if you have problems, if you have behaviors, if you have history that's painful, that you can ride over it. It's like rewiring your brain. Oh, you know, it's okay. Let me have Spirit talk to you about this because I don't want to get it, take their thunder away from them because they were talking about this and I thought it was really fascinating. Okay. So I'm going to go away, let my spirit group, Sarah, and I'm sure one in the group has some comments about this process of removing, getting past the the emotional pains and sometimes physical pains in your life. It's a, It's a very common objective for humans to want to feel good. If people are, let's say, submitting their lives, if we can use that expression, to pain, to suffering, then they're working contrary to the nature of who they are as humans. Because you didn't come into this planet. You didn't come into the planet to suffer. Suffering is the outshoot of your environment. It's an outshoot of all of the belief systems that you were indoctrinated into at a very young age, which you carried with you through most of your life. So suffering is something that people, humanity, society has brought upon itself, not necessarily 
why you came to the planet. Now, sometimes you came with the idea that, okay, I'm going to work through some things. I'm going to take on some challenges, and I may suffer a little bit working through these challenges, and then life might be a little bit difficult for a while, but my objective in the long run is to feel good. My objective along the way is learn how to work past the pain, work past the emotional traumas, work past the beliefs, the negative belief system. The objective of all humans is to see that those negative traits, those negative personality feelings and work towards feeling good. So that's that's our objective. So we would say to you, okay, you you don't feel good emotionally. You have problems. You have difficulties. You have challenges. You have beliefs. You have emotional pain from trauma. All of those things that, that you feel in life. How do you get past them? From our perspective to you, how do you get past them? Well, it is there. There is an element of identifying where the pain come, came from. There is a, a there is an aspect of it of knowing where the cause of it is. But then we would say, leave it there. You know where it came from, and you can adjust adjust yourself to move past that. As George was talking about, you have brain centers neurocenters throughout your body. You have a strong connection between your heart and your mind. You have very strong neuro, neurological centers in both areas. And so when you have a thought and it's very negative about yourself and you have a memory that's very painful, you light up the brain and the thought lights up. And that same light, that same wire of connection, let's just use the word wire here. You're wired from the brain to heart to the body to now feel that pain. So you have that connection. You have the brain connection and the body connection, which are interconnected. So for every negative thought, for every painful thought, for every thought that that brings you a certain amount of suffering, you have a connected part of your physical physicality that reflects that. So if you have a negative thought, you may have anger, you may have frustration, you may just have physical pain, you may have just double over in pain because you have that brain-body wiring. For each thought, you have a wiring that goes through your body. It's, it's like a cord, that an electrical cord that goes from the brain to the body. Okay, so we're, we're telling you that. We're, we're, we're doing this as quickly as possible because we don't want to take all of the time of the show. What we're saying to you is, okay, so how do you change it? There's different ways of changing it. First way, and one way, is to when you experience the pain, the emotional pain or the physical pain, you can move from there to feeling good. You can move to a feel-good emotion. You can trick the body by moving and experiencing something that feels good. Now, some people do that by taking, you know, illicit drugs. They take things that aren't necessarily going to help pass the suffering. It just temporarily alleviates the pain. But we're talking about a permanent change, a permanent change. And it's a vibrational change. It's changing the vibration so that it becomes a permanent change in the body and the mind. So if you can change the physical feeling attached to a thought, 
then you can work at decreasing the amount of the effect of the thought. Let's say you have a thought, and it and it, it secretes, I guess is a good word for it in this case, a physical pain, an emotional pain, fear, anger, jealousy, whatever it is. If you can shift quickly to a positive emotion, if you can shift quickly to something that feels good in your environment, even a memory, even an association, even doing something that feels good, then you can cut short or cut cut short the the emotional pain. Now you can reprogram yourself. So you you're going to overlay the negative feeling, emotion, pain with something positive. And the more you do that, you shrink that wire, that emotional wire that goes from the pain from the mind to the body. And if you're starting with the heart region, if you're starting with the emotional place and you're changing the emotion, immediately overlaying the negative emotion, the negative feeling with a positive feeling, with a joyful feeling, an appreciative feeling, a feeling of love, a feeling of happiness, you're going to shrink that cord. And what it does in the mental process, you may still have the memory. You may still have the memory of the event that happens that causes that physical, emotional pain, that suffering. But what you've done, you've minimized the effect. And as you minimize the effect of that, what you're now doing is the brain or the mind and the memory that you have no longer has the impact. The the impact of that memory starts to decrease. The impact of that memory, the feeling of that memory, the even the ability to recall that memory or the vividness of that memory begins to shrink. And so if you have the memory, it becomes very faint. So you start with the body. You start with feeling good. You look for something that feel good, feels good, that overlays Whatever that negative memory is, whatever that negative response to that memory is, it's the thought and the body interconnected. But you start with the body. You start with the feeling and you change the feeling associated with it. And as the more you change the feeling that's associated, the more that connection shrivels up. And the more the memory loses its impact and it fades from your consciousness. And if you bring that memory back, if you bring that memory back, it no longer has the physical effect on your body, the emotional and physical effects. So that's what we would say. So if you're going to work on something as humans and if you have pain in your life and you have memories and suffering and trauma, work on the pain. Overlay it with something positive. Overlay it with joy, with love, new memories. You know, you've heard this many times, and I'm sure you have that that an imagination is your imagination is equivalent to reality. What you visualize, okay, what you visualize is the equivalent to what you've experienced. So you can visualize a whole different outlook, a whole different attitude. So if a memory comes up and it brings you physical pain, you can visualize something different. You can experience something different through your imagination and sometimes through your reality of just doing things 
that have a more positive vibration, higher vibrational effect upon you. So think about that. We're, we we don't have the time here to delve into deeply into this, and we would love to help you individually with this process and help you work through it because you're going to change your beliefs. You're going to change that suffering into something positive or you're going to diffuse, if you can use that word, the suffering and, and introduce into your being more positive feelings, high vibrational feelings. And so what George was quoting this morning from our friends Abraham was that's the truth. You're always reaching for something that feels good. Even in those dark moments, you should be reaching something for something that feels good. And the better you feel, the better you or you're able to, well, as they said, bring in more positive things to feel about, feel about but also to diffuse, to valid, to remove or at least minimize those memories so that they no longer have an effect on your body. So that you don't carry that pain around you, around with you, that suffering around with you. You don't have the triggers that set you off in a painful place because you're no longer carrying that belief system around, those negative thoughts around. And even if you have them, they have no physical effect upon you. So think about that. We'll, We'll work with you. We'd love to share more about this. So have a beautiful week and feel good. Go out and do something that feels really, really good. That should be the number one thing in your life is to feel good, to find things that feel good. Now, we could we could share a lot of things about what feels good and what you could do. Real quick one, kindness. Expressing kindness to others feels good. So if you have nothing else in your life that feels good, do something. Do an act of kindness for someone else. Do little things for other people and that will start to make the shift in your life. Thank you for listening. Bye. Okay, I'm back. See, they explained it much better than I can. I tried to explain it even to myself yesterday and I was like, okay, I need to go into meditation to understand this better. Okay, so that's that's the point. So feeling good. So I'm going to give you some uh, some articles on how to feel better and one I thought was really interesting is about relationships. How to feel? It was from the Today Show, from Dr. Stephen Snyder, a sex therapist. He's a sex therapist in New York and the author of the new book, Love Worth Making: How to Have Ridiculously Great Sex in a Long-Lasting Relationship. Now this is a little different approach, so we're not talking about sex per se, but this is about feeling good and how to start the day off feeling good. A couple or in a relationship. Okay, so his article, let me go through his article, and then if we have time, we'll get into other ways of feeling good, some other things that you can do to kick the feel-good ball rolling in your life. It's 7 a.m., and a man is about to leave the house to go to work. Kissing his wife goodbye, he buries his face, burrows is a good word too, in her hair to inhale her scent. His arms circle her waist to pull her, her closer. Her body molds into his, and they breathe together for a moment, both feeling excited. Then he looks at his watch and hurries off, waving goodbye. What is the couple doing? In sex therapy, it's called simmering. Simmering, S-I-M-M-E-R-I-N-G, means taking a quick moment to feel excited with your partner. 
I would use the word feel good with your partner, right? Obviously, it's going to feel good. Even under conditions where it's not really practical to go any further for no reason at all, except that it feels good. I like that, except for it feels good. Most couples, unfortunately, get only aroused together when they're going to have sex, as if arousal was kind of an unhappy state of mind they wanted to avoid. Okay. But the happiest couples, now notice this, but the happiest couples actually like feeling excited together. It's not a painful experience. They make a point to enjoy it fully for its own sake, when, even when sex is not on the menu. Simmering helps cultivate the right kind of erotic climate in a relationship. In a good relationship, there often is more simmering than sex. And sometimes it's more than simmering than sex that keeps a couple erotically bonded together. So it's that constantly wanting to feel good together, even without sex. It's that feeling of the little things. Okay, so teenagers are real experts at simmering. Here's a classic example. Two young people are are high school sweethearts. During a five-minute break between classes, they meet at a prearranged spot. They smile, kiss, stroke each other's hair, and enjoy each other's scent. They embrace, and their bodies mold together. Then the bell rings. They hold each other's gaze for a long moment and steal one more kiss, then run off to different directions. You remember the feeling, right? You get into the next class feeling somewhat buzzed. The intoxication, of course, is sexual arousal and action, making you just a little more distracted than usual. That's interesting, huh? There's no reason that older couples can't get just as distracted in the privacy of their own bedrooms and kitchens. All that's necessary is to recognize that there is more to sexual arousal than just sex. Instead of kissing your partners goodbye in the morning, why not simmering them goodbye? So it takes like three minutes, right? I'm kind of editorializing a little bit here. It takes a couple minutes. This is not something that, that drags on for 15 minutes unless you have the time and so forth and so on. But Hold them close for a bit longer than usual. There's a moment where they won't come again. That here, There's a moment here that won't come again. Yes, I know there's that you're anxious about the day ahead, but this is important too. Just one minute to simmer on the way out the door in the morning. A pretty good recipe for keeping an erotic connection for even the most harried modern couple. The payoff in good lovemaking later can be dramatic. Just heat and serve now i thought that's really interesting because you think about it we're talking about feeling good now doesn't that sound like it feels good without any judgments without any (gasps) that if a couple will just stop for a couple minutes and what they call simmering that starts your day off just feeling good feeling romantic feeling connected to somebody and that's what it's all about isn't it just feeling that connection feeling it. So when you leave for your partner, just take two minutes or a minute and just do that. Practice that. It creates a greater bond. It makes you happier. It makes you feel good. And that's what this show is about, is feeling good. How ways to feel good. Now, if you're not with a couple, um, I would suggest something else. Even if you're not coupled with somebody, practice hugging. Get in a habit of hugging people. People, I know, I know in the workplace that can be really tricky, 
but hugs are really good. Hugs will do a lot of the same thing. And, and there's a chemical release called oxytocin. Oxytocin is the feel-good chemical. Hugging, even hugging your pets, and they, they have proven that even hugging your pets will release within you oxytocin, which is that chemical that helps you to feel good. And it's interesting, and I've read a lot about this, that even when you look into your dog's eyes, you can feel it. You get that release of oxytocin into your body, which is a feel-good chemical, but also your dog does. I don't know about other animals. I don't – research has been done, let's say, on <laughs> cats. I'm not sure cats would ever experience that, but it's interesting. If you do it with dogs, if you do it – so hugging. Now, you know, to hug your dog, you can find somebody else to hug, but hugs will do basically the same thing, and that's what, that's a form of the simmering is is to hug. Okay, so that's enough. That's one way. That's a really excellent way of actually starting your day off, or starting the evening off, or starting any time of the day off to feel good. You've had a bad day. You come home and hug your partner, hug your kids, hug somebody. You know. With your partner, it would be that simmering thing. You just It just changes your emotional level. It changes, it puts you into a feel-good place. So practice it. Do it. Okay, so let's get into some other ideas. And, okay, I have a couple articles in Mind, Body, Green. There's an article about seven ways to create more joy in your life. And then joy is one of those high vibrational places that you want to get into to replace the negativity in your life. The more joy you experience, the less you can experience of the the negativity in your life. So so let's 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 look at a few of these and just kind of go through them real quickly. I'm going to skip the first one. I'm going to move on to the second one. Activity, activities, active, actively seek joy through inspiration. Now, it's feeling good, right? Another way to get more joy in your life is to find it through activities that stretch our perceptions and make us take us out of the ordinary day-to-day life. Engaging in meditation, prayer are two obvious ways to produce a feeling of well-being, serenity, and joy. Being alone in nature is another way to feel the beauty and joy of beauty. In oneness with a great whole, greater whole. So find ways. You might be reading a book, an inspiring book, or inspiring quotes. Seek some things that inspire you, that help you feel better, experience joy. Okay, next one is very similar. Engage in activities that are pleasurable, pleasurable, and feel like play. Yes. And I would say that let me read the little section first, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. Do an uplifting and enjoyable activity that's not goal oriented, but just plain fun. A few examples include throwing a frisbee with your dog, dancing, hiking, looking at beautiful art, enjoying a concert, or making love. Play other activities don't don't have a purpose other than helping us feel relaxed, happy, and keep our mind focused in the present. The present, the present is where joy lives. So something takes us away from the past, takes us away from those painful energies. Now we're writing over those painful thoughts, those painful emotions with something that feels like joy. 
So find the thing that works for you. Find something that you can do that feels like play, that feels like fun. fun. And there's so many activities, and we're all so different that we can all find our own different place to play. And I guess you would throw that simmering into that into this equation too. That's something that you can do. Okay, the number number point. Next point. Let me see if I have time for any more. We're running low on time. I need one more, and then we'll move on. And I will not be here tomorrow. I will be here on Wednesday through the rest of the week. I don't know what we'll talk about, but let me do this one, and then we'll we'll kind of conclude the show for the day. Deal with sadness that blocks joy. When we feel sad, joy, it's, it's joy. Joy is, it, it isn't possible to also feel bubbly and exhilarated. In a place that feels safe and private, constructively oppress your, sad, your sadness by allowing yourself to cry, which is releasing. Releasing. Now you've got to replace it. And while crying, you acknowledge your hurts and losses. That's kind of like my friend does. But don't indulge any negative thoughts about yourself. Just keep telling yourself, I am fine, it's okay to cry, I just feel sad. And then you want to move into something that feels good. You let, you just release it, release, release that emotional and move into something that feels good. Then you want to maybe move back into the other steps of feeling joy or inspiration from something else that you're going to replace the sadness. Now, sometimes you have to deal with situations and you have to make changes but you can make emotional changes. You can get inspired to do the physical changes in your life through doing that. So we're almost out of time. This is fun. I enjoy doing this. My spirit guides had a nice discussion on this. So I will be back on Wednesday. You know, hold your questions. If you have any, want to get a message from one of your ancestors, please contact me. And we'll do that on Wednesday. So have a beautiful rest. Have a beautiful week. Have some fun. Yeah, go out and have fun. Joy. Play. Bye now.